Thank you for checking out this episode of Gotta Catch Him Again, a Pokemon Rewatch podcast. In an effort to accommodate personal lives while maintaining a consistent release schedule, we do record episodes a little bit ahead of release. Okay, maybe a lot ahead of release. Sadly, the world has changed in ways that none of us could have ever predicted. In this week's episode and a couple of episodes to come, you may hear us talk about going out or spending time in densely occupied public spaces while playing Pokemon Go. Please rest assured that since the full scale of COVID-19 has been realized and governments have become active in suggesting social distancing protocols, we have been fully adherent to local and federal recommendations concerning the use of public spaces and the need to self-isolate. If you have any concerns about anything you've heard on the program, feel free to contact us at gottacatchpodcast at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. No, not this again. Welcome to episode 4 of Gotta Catch Him Again, a Pokemon Rewatch podcast, where some grown-ass people get together to break down a different episode of the Pokemon TV series each and every week, starting from the very first episode of Indigo. Today we're watching season 1, episode 4, Challenge of the Samurai. My name is Paul and I'm joined today by Spencer. Go ahead and say something to a dashingly handsome audience. Hey, dashingly handsome audience. Uh, Good to be here again. You know, uh, hopefully, you know who I am by now. If you've been following this podcast at all and don't know who I am, I'm a little bit concerned for you. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> it's good. Um, looking forward to this. We're making our way through Viridian Forest, and I'm excited to jump into this episode here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So just before we do that, want to talk about some Pokemon Go. I've been busy this week. Busy-ish. I, I currently have a gym. That is directly across the street from me. Uh, so you went really silent, which threw me off. Um, that's directly across the street from me and being held by my ride-on. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I'm getting better at actually remembering to get gyms and go across the one across from me. Uh, I am now level 21. I've caught 639 Pokemon so far. I've hit 429 Pokestops, so I haven't been doing it long. So, I mean, for those of you that have been following my progress, this is why I say this. Um, I did 29.3 kilometers this past week, too. So, yeah. Getting up there. What's that? Yeah, getting up there, exactly. Um, So last week, I told everybody about my top three Pokemon. Uh, One was a uh, a 1,223 Solrock. Another was a 950 Rosilia. And an 887 Graveler. Um, so I've, I've upped my game a little bit now. Now my tops are an 1804 Rhydon, a 1495 Rapidash, and a 1443 Granbull. So I'm getting my stuff together. So I think you might have, uh, talked about your top three Pokemon too, but has anything changed in that regard? Have you caught anything, uh, you know, ferocious? Um, no, I mean, I'm at the high enough level that my top Pokemon don't change all that much. Still the same. I imagine. Um, I mean, I'm still the same level, like I said. It's like 4 million XP or something for me to level up, so it takes me a while. And I think you're playing more than I am at the moment. However, I did uh, hatch uh, something last night. Uh, you were there oh. for that, I believe. Yes, yes, I think I was. Yeah, hatched an Aerodactyl, pretty cool stuff. I mean, I, I've got a few yeah. of those, but hey, another one's pretty cool. 
You've got a few of them. Sure, just brag. Just brush that off your shoulder. You know, I'll just add it to my pile of aerodactyls over there. You if know? you think that's bad, oh, you should see my sister's. It's like, oh, she's got pages of all the legendaries. It's just like, what? 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 Oh, my I God. I know, it's insane. But, uh, no, uh, once we're able to start trading and stuff, uh, I can give you some of these, you know. Then you can get some of these cool rare Pokemon. We can trade them up. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, it's not like I have anything worthwhile to trade you. I mean, I have extras, too, that I'm just holding on and not doing anything for me, so I might as well okay. help, help out, uh, buddy, you know? Um, yeah, I look forward to that, actually, because, uh, yeah, there's a few things that maybe just ordinary things that you have a ton of that I could use the candy for and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Speaking of um, leveling up our, our Pokemon Go friendship, um, I sent you a gift, and I think you sent me a gift, yep. and we we're going to wait to open them uh, on the show here to see what we might have gotten. Yeah, uh, so who's going first? Um, well, I sent you a gift first, so why don't you go first? All right. I'll open this up to see what we got here from Paul. Oh, no. My item bag is full. Hold on. Oh, no. I have to delete a few things. I have this problem a lot. It doesn't take a lot too long. Yeah, no, I go through that, too. Okay, well, I guess I'll open mine while we do that, then. Okay. That makes good sense. Well, I'm ready to go, too. Oh, so. are you? Okay. So, Wait, go I ahead. got... A, okay, it came from Movement of Language of Life. No, Movement, the Language of Life. That sounds fancy. Okay, hear it. And it contains 300 Stardust. Just 300 Stardust. That's all you got? Yeah. Sorry, I'm a lame wow. gifter, apparently. I mean, wow, stingy much. Okay, so... Hey. <laughs> Stardust is good. It Come is on, good. you can use it to power up your Pokemon and everything. Fair enough, it is good, it is good. Okay, so what did I send you before I talked too big of a game? Because maybe I sent you, like, 200 Stardust. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Opening it up now, we got one Max Revive, okay. two Great Balls, three Pokeballs. Damn! Not too shabby. Holy! Alright, yeah, you owe me some giftage, my lord. I can't send you another one until tomorrow, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, fine. That means no, I'll let probably me send you one either. per day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But we are getting close to that next uh, level there. Yeah, we are. So. Indeed, indeed. Two more days. Yeah. Um, the Pokedex, at the time that we're recording this, has 230... Or No, that's not true, actually. It has more than that. I was reading something totally different. Uh, do you know how many are on Pokemon Go right now? A lot. That's what I'm trying uh, to figure out. Well, I can tell you my at least 636. Okay. Yeah. There's probably more, but it ends at a certain amount. Yeah, mine only goes up to 630. I guess that would be 633, and then there's two unknown ones. Okay, actually 635, yeah. So, so 637 at least. Okay. It's probably a few more than that. I've mine only goes to 635. Well, I've caught 145 of them, and I've seen 223, which is, like, a horrible average, I think. What are your stats for caught scene? Uh, I've caught 430, and I've Ooh. seen 468. Whoa! Okay, not only... All 151, all 151 in the first gen, so... That's the one I care about the most. Yeah, no know, doubt. Like, yeah. Not only is your average better than me, you... Wow, have you caught a lot of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm slowly working my way, trying to fill out some of these... But uh, some of these are like regionals and stuff too, you know, right? Like, they're hard to cut down. I'm only missing one from the second gen, for example, but I don't think I can get it because I think it's a regional or something. Oh, okay. So I actually have to find someone who's caught them in another part of the world and trade with them. Yeah. I bet that's a big it, thing, eh? 
Or travel there myself and catch it. <laughs> well, yeah. I bet there's Facebook pages for, like, Pokemon trading and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah. I know there's Discord groups and stuff as well. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, well then. Okay, well that was that was thrilling and exciting. I, uh, I, I guess the only other thing I have in my Pokemon Go notes, well, as far as normal, well, we'll get there, but the next thing I have, should I say, I caught a mysterious Pokemon this morning, apparently, Ooh. from one of my, um, from one of my challenges. It happened okay. to be a Woobat. A Woobat? Now, I complain a lot about the names of second, third, fourth, whatever, gen Pokemon on this show, but a Woobat, come on! So like a Golbat, but it's Woo? That's Is just wrong. Well, it's like a Zubat, but with no creativity. And then there's going to be a Voobat and a Woobat and a yeah. everything bat. A U-Bat, yeah, I don't know. Um, I bat so, yeah, so I was, I was like, a Woobat, what the fuck? I don't even want to catch this thing, but I did, so I got that now. I got a Diglett, an Electric, a Carvana, and a Wurmple for the first time this week. So, so ta-da. Wow, getting a bunch of new Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of getting Pokemon, I, so I ran out of Pokeballs the other day, which is a constant struggle for me. That belongs in a whole other section of this, but um, I wasn't picking anything up because I was running out of Pokeballs, so I was kind of, like, letting a lot of things go by. So I thought to myself, like, and I know it's not true, Pokemon Go isn't probably really set up that way, but I thought, I wonder if I just quit picking things up, if they'll all give me better and better Pokemon until I pick one up. Because <laughs> 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 uh, you know how, like, some game mechanics kind of will work that way, like, they'll tempt yeah. you with better items. Um, and uh, so I thought, yeah, <laughs> can you imagine the world? And as I thought that, the very first Dragonite I've ever seen appeared in front of me. Oh, maybe you're on something. So, <laughs> I'm not saying it worked. I'm just saying it worked that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's not very powerful, but the power of potential and just the fact that it's a Dragonite. Like, I mean, yeah. So, um, and then I thought perhaps our Pokemon Go segment needs its own sub-segment of totally standard Pokemon Go stuff that Paul is only now grasping. <laughs> um... That is just stuff that frustrates me that nobody cares about because they've already been playing for four years. Um, first of all, you were with me last night when this happened. How does, like, some, like, 110 Caterpie or some shit just escape? Wasn't that a Paris? Yeah, it was something dumb. It was a Paris. It was a sure. Paris. Yeah, yeah. It was a Paris. But, like, how do these things... It happens. It's happened <laughs> before. Like, that's not... Fit. Stick to your own rules. You gotta weaken it first. Come on, you know the rules. But I, oh, just you wait till we get to the episode. Um, yep, yep, yep. I knew. Why I knew do I knew. my eggs hatch such crappy stuff even when they're 10k? 10k should be good stuff. And it's not. I get the shittiest stuff. I don't even get Pokemon that I don't have. I just get very, very weak versions of Pokemon that I already have. Maybe you're just really unlucky. I'm very unlucky. And... Then, my third item, why is it so hard to hit Pokestops? I take the train everywhere, and I pass, like, so many Pokestops. Where we live, basically every train station is a Pokestop. And, oh my god, I go insane trying to hit them when I go by. Now, probably it's because I'm going so fast, I get that, but it still drives me up the wall. Because, yeah. do you know how many Poke... Like, I pass so many stops, like, I would have an unlimited supply of eggs. My knapsack or whatever would be full all the time. 
Like my inventory would be constantly full. It doesn't count for your kilometers either because you're going too fast. Yeah, I can't figure that out. It seems like if I keep it open, it kind of seems to. Or maybe counts them at a disc. When you go and slow enough, slowing down to the station and then speeding up out of the station when you're going slow enough. That's probably what it is, yeah. Exactly. It's counting something. Because, yeah, I don't think I walked 29 kilometers this week. Yeah. So, that's the end of our Pokemon Go. We don't really have Pokemon news. I've kind of shoved that aside for our own Pokemon news in Pokemon Go. So, um, I guess that pretty much brings us to the episode, doesn't it? Uh Uh-oh. Yes, it does. I know. The reason we're all gathered here today. To listen to us talk about some episode of Pokemon. Yeah, that happened 20 years ago. Anyways, um... The so, Challenge of the Samurai. The Challenge of the Samurai. So what's your episode grade this week, Spencer? Uh, where are we at? Uh, B minus. B minus, okay. I went with a C. So we're on a similar path. Um, yep. So how do you feel about your reasons? Do you think you can talk about them without being too spoilery, or should we wait until the end? Um... Probably wait till the end. I can mention a couple things, like... For me, partially, because we're still in Viridian Forest here. Yeah. This episode, I guess it's a bit of a spoiler, but we're still in Viridian Forest. Like, get out of this forest. Let's get on with the show, you know? We've been here how many episodes now? Like, come on. Yeah. That's kind of, that kind of plays into some of mine, too. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we've gone anywhere yet. But I'm also going to get into more of that when we actually get into the actual episode, too. I have uh, more to say about still being in the forest here. Um, especially at a couple points in here, so. Okay, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, or should we get jump um, into this? I think we should just get into it because I have, like, yeah, I have things to add, but I'm afraid they're just going to be spoilery, and I, I think I'm going to wait. So. Yeah. And now, challenge of the samurai. I, and I think I thought I had it in my notes, but I don't. I think it has an alternative title too. I think it's like the sometimes listed as Challenge of the Samurai Boy or something. Okay. It's got another title that pops up in some places. Um, This one is directed by Masamitsu Hidaka, as with all our other episodes so far, I think. Uh, The voice dub director, though, who I've never actually mentioned on here, is Fred Butter. So he's the one that sits there and deals with all the lip-flap things and coaches the people, as we talked about in, like, the first episode, I think, or maybe our second episode. Uh, talked about that apparently like the voice director for the show is really hands-on and like really great to work with and that guy's name is Fred Butter okay. um, this one the screenplay is written by uh, sorry Hideki Sonoda I choke on that every week I don't know why um, this episode originally aired in Japan on April 22nd 1997 and came to the United States with English dubs on September 11th 1998 Okay. Yeah. So, uh, last week, Ash caught a Caterpie by hitting it on the head with a Pokeball. Then he tried to catch a Pidgeotto the same way and remembered that it doesn't work, even though it was recently Worked very effective. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, Caterpie and Pikachu shared a two-minute conversation that we couldn't understand before Caterpie projectile vomited energy waves into the air and became a Metapod. Ash was all like, sup, little Metapod, and Metapod just you know, sat there because that's all it can do. He stuffed it into his knapsack because screw Pokeballs, then the announcer talked a little bit. This week we open on Misty screaming. A very familiar opening lately. Yep. 
<sighs> so then, yeah, uh, Misty's up in a tree, and she thinks she's seen another bug, and we all know how Misty feels about bugs. Same way my sisters feel about bugs. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm not even a huge fan of bugs, but I mean, you know, she goes to some you... pretty big extremes. Yeah, would you climb up a tree and scream? I don't know. Well, see, this is the interesting thing. I'd probably scream, but this is where my athleticism and my fear of bugs would hit a crossroads. Because I'm not sure that, you know, I would climb a tree. I think I would just exit at a quick rate of speed because I could probably move quicker than the bug because two larger legs instead of six smaller legs. Or six million. Or six million, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Ash makes a horribly bad pun that I didn't even bother to write down. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, I do want to talk about that, though. Um, so last week, we mentioned something about, you know, other animals being in the Pokemon world. Are there other animals, or do the Pokemon just replace them, you know? Are there no birds because all the Pidgeys are the birds, and are there no worms because all the Caterpies are the worms kind of deal, right? Yeah. But then Ash makes this joke, you know, Misty's screaming, oh, it's another bug. And we see Ash put on a costume, and it's a cow costume. And he makes a joke about a cowterpie. What's wrong now? I think I see another bug. Gross! Maybe it's a <sighs> cowterpie. That's not funny. <laughs> you know I hate bugs, and I saw one right over there. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's like, must have been a counterpee or something, something like that, right? So, that right there is kind of telling us that there are other animals in here. Because as far as I know, in the first 151 Pokemon, there are no cows. Yes. There's yes. nothing that looks exactly like a cow, black and white. So, there is some kind of animals in this Pokemon world. Um, True that. Cows. Yeah. And we did see that worm that Pidgeotto was eating that was way smaller than Caterpie before. But, yeah. um... Yeah, so that that's just going back to what we were talking about last week. There must be other animals in this world that are not Pokemon. Definitely, yes, definitely. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. But I think I was so caught up on the fact that, first of all, yeah, but what a horrible pun because what even is that? That doesn't even make sense in any context. A cowder? Yeah. Half cow, half But where worm? did the cow part come from? I get caterpie because, I guess, bug, but... Instead of cats, a cow. How did the cow become involved in this? Um, cow pies. And I, yeah, um, but also the sync here is really bad. I don't know if you noticed that the lip sync is really the, bad. Oh, I probably wasn't paying enough attention to that. I was just like too busy writing down the notes. Yeah. Here. So when he does his whole caterpie bit, caterpie, caterpie. Cowderpee. Yep. When he does his whole cowderpee bit, I never want to say that word again. Um, his lips only like they like open and close one time, and there's just like a whole ass sentence there, um, which makes me wonder if this pun was so bad because it made sense in Japanese, but they were trying to fit some shit into that lip flap. Mm, they couldn't come up with anything in English to fit. Yeah, that made any sense whatsoever because maybe cow and bug are similar words in Japanese or something and there was some actually kind of clever pun there, but they had no way to work it into this. I mean, that's possible. So just because the joke is so bad, it's just so bad, like it doesn't make any sense at all and the cow costume, yeah, and the fact that 
it doesn't even match his lips. So yeah, I don't know. Um, just a uh, weird starting there. Yeah, <laughs> whole lot going on in the first minute of this episode. Uh, next the branch breaks and Misty like straight up falls out of the tree. Uh, it turns out she did see a bug and it's a caterpie. No, no, no it's, it's not a, a caterpie. It's a weedle. My bad. Um, we get, I've said caterpie so many times in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We get the Pokedex entry. Weedle. The stinger on this Pokemon's head guarantees that any attacker will get the point right where it hurts. Um, then Misty does some, like, batshit crazy stuff with her voice. Why are you so excited about a bug with a stinger? Make it go away! Make it go away! Make it go away! Um, which is just essentially her recoiling at the thought of a bug with a stinger. Um, Ash says that he's gonna catch it because that's what Ash does. He's all excited, yeah. Yeah, he's all stoked to get this thing into his collection. But then he remembers that he has to weaken a Pokemon before he can catch it. Which, I mean, so far in the course of the show is only true 50% of the time. So, I mean, uh, so I don't know why he would believe that this Weedle is stronger than the Caterpie. I should have looked at, um, some stats on that. I wonder if it really... Maybe it's Stinger. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but, um, yeah, so he probably had every reason to suspect he could have just thrown a Pokeball out of face on the Caterpie. Yeah, that's true. But, anyways, um, so before we move on, did you have anything else to add there? Oh, I just wanted to say there was another funny part, that the bugs, I wanted to say the bugs seem to love Misty in this, because before he talks about catching it, this Weedle, like, goes, runs towards Misty and starts, like, pressing himself up against her leg like a cat would go and, you know, rub his head against you and start purring. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this this beast just runs to Misty like, you know, Misty's the most important thing in its life. Uh-huh. And it starts, like, rubbing himself against her, like, just like the kind of Caterpie was doing. So, for whatever reason, Misty is terrified of these bugs, but for some reason, all these bugs just love her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. And I want to be curious to see if this continues throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just Pokemon in general? Is it the bugs? Is it what? Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm curious if it's particularly bug Pokemon, if it'll continue to be that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't know how much bug Pokemon we'll get uh, in this show as we get out of Viridian Forest and everything, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Weedle chases her. Um, he remembers he needs to get his Pokemon to catch it. And uh, what is it? he uh, pulls out what a Pidgey, his Pidgeotto. No, he first he calls on his Pikachu, yeah. and his Pikachu's like sleeping. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, no, nah, I don't want to help you. I'm I'm taking a nap or whatever. <laughs> yeah, literally, like what the hell? <laughs> so Ash gets a smug look. He brings out his uh, Pidgeotto or something mm-hmm. uh, to battle it. And I mean that makes sense. I mean Pidgeotto did a good job last time, you know, facing his Caterpie when he tried to battle Pidgeotto with Caterpie. Yeah. So you know he seems good against Bug Pokemon. Let's let's bring him out. Yeah, this is reasonable, and bug Pokemon we've established in the past, or we're going to establish in the future, or something like that, are uh, naturally weak to flying Pokemon. Yeah. I think Misty says that in the second episode or something. Yeah, so, I mean, he has his Pidgeotto do a gust attack, and blows it over, and swoops down, and, I mean, he looks pretty masterful, almost, that he's how he's handling this thing. Misty storms off all upset about... Bug Pokemon, and well, Ash is fighting, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we see this sword come out, and like this guy just jump out, and he like brings a sword. Like this little kid is like challenging <laughs> Misty with a sword. It's like like I'd be creeped out, you know. He's got 
but he's also got like a bug catcher's net on his back, and he introduces himself as like the samurai or something so, like that. He's like, so hang on though, first though, okay, okay, okay um, he, yeah, we, he unsheaths the sword, blah, blah, blah. So when she, she gets this sense that somebody's behind her, she turns around and sees him, and yeah, you said he's just, he's like ten, 10 or something, right? I call him the samurai child in my notes. Um, with, yep. and, but he's flying towards her, and he's wailing as he just like, ah! Like, he's, like, right, like, he's just, he's going crazy, he's screaming, and then she turns around and sees him, and, like, a sane person, because the sword stops inches from her face, she screams. Then he says, greetings, oh shrieking maiden. And for some reason, this made me laugh more than it ever, ever should have under any circumstances. But I think it might actually be a good joke because, like, we know watching this that one of Misty's defining traits is that, uh, like, her voice actress, uh, like, her voice actor, Megan Hollingshead there, um, she, she has this really distinctive scream and we get to hear it all the time lately because of all the bug Pokemon stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like, it seems like one of the more deliberately well-placed jokes we've seen in Pokemon. I don't know. Maybe I was just crazy when I watched that. I don't know if it did the same thing for you, but I thought that was a good little, because it's like, it's to us, too, because we've seen her doing this, right? Okay, yeah. No, no, that's good. I didn't catch on to that as much as you did, for sure. I just like, okay, she's screaming, shrieky maiden, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it just seemed like an uncommonly good joke, and maybe that's all they thought when they came up with it, too, but it just, it felt like an uncommonly good joke for Pokemon for some reason when you put it in the context of the fact we know she's like this mm -hmm. right but I don't know so anyways that's all I wanted to add to that scene oh we're good um yeah so he continues to ask her he's like are you a trainer from Pallet Town and then he's like oh my search continues like okay he's searching for people from Pallet Town for some reason we don't really know why and he's and he gives her a warning um saying you know I hope you refrain from shrieking, unless your goal is to attract a horde of beedrills. Maybe a little bit of foreshadowing there, who mm -hmm. knows? You know, talking about these scary bug Pokemon that she might attract by making so much noise. And then she sits there, has this moment, and she realizes, Oh no, Ash is from Pallet Town, I gotta warn him! This guy's trying to steal his Pokemon or something, like, she has no idea. So it cuts back to Pidgeotto still fighting, uh, fighting this Weedle. And it looks like it's going well, Pidgeotto finally knocks it out. Ash gets a Pokeball ready to catch this Weedle, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to catch another Pokemon, this is awesome. And sure enough, the Samurai guy comes up behind him and says, hey, are you a guy from Pallet Town? Um, am I something like, am I addressing the trainer comes from Pallet Something like that. Yeah, because now he's decided he's going to ask first before holding a sword to their face. Yeah, because, you know, that makes much more sense. You know, that's much more of what a sane person would do. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so go ahead. It's good to see that he's growing as a person. Um, so yeah, when they do that whole thing, too, with Pidgeotto and Weedle, we come up against this thing again, and I guess I won't call it out every single time. That's going to get tiresome, but they do this thing again where it doesn't seem to matter if Ash tells Pidgeotto what to do or not, because Weedle comes at him with the poison sting, like you said, and Ash warns him, 
to dodge out of the, he's like Pidgeotto watch out for that poison sting and then he does mm. which you would think Pidgeotto would do just out of self pres- preservation but okay whatever so but then when he takes out Weedle he just does it with this weird swooping like I, it was I don't even know for sure what it was because it seemed like the wind was a big factor but I guess it could have been dive bomb or something but something that Ash never instructs him to do at all yeah so we're back up against that. So that just bothers some me. Some inconsistency. Time. So I wanted to, for some reason, I yeah. wound up back there. But anyways, back to what I was supposed to be talking about. Um, Ash assumes this guy's a Pokemon thief at first, uh, which I guess under the circumstances I mean, isn't crazy. Yeah, the only other people he's really dealt with are you know a couple of people uh, in Viridian City, and then Misty, and then um, Team Rocket, who are always trying to steal his Pokemon. <laughs> and this guy does bring out the sword into his face eventually so he's like oh are you trying to steal my pokemon and it, it appears misty runs back to him did warn him that this guy was trying to steal his pokemon mm-hmm. um but i mean he informs him that no that i'm not actually a pokemon thief i want to challenge you because you're from pallet apparently there's something about challenging people from pallet i don't know yep yeah, and so um, why the sword also why the sword like couldn't you just find him and challenge him why did yeah. you have to just because samurai? Like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, like it's just the persona he's putting on, samurai slash bug catcher because he's got a bug net. Yeah, right. Anyway, so he sees, so he challenges, talks to him, gets Ash's attention, and he turns around and he notices his Weedle's gone. The Weedle he was trying mm-hmm. to catch is running away. Somehow the Weedle like recovered that quickly. And, you know, we see Pidgeotto flying above, so he recalls Pidgeotto, because he tries to throw a Pokeball at Weedle, but he misses, and Weedle gets away. <laughs> so now he's all upset that he didn't catch the Weedle because of this guy, and this guy just puts the blame on Ash. He's like, it's your fault for being such a bad Pokemon trainer, and blah, blah, blah. So they, you know, they talk back and forth about how, uh, or, you know, it's all your fault. No, it's your fault. You're a novice Pokemon trainer, whatever. Yeah, it calls him dimwitted so. and clumsy. Something like that, yeah. So they they decide to get into battle. Um, Ash throws out his Pidgeotto, but uh, it's it's tired and weakened from apparently battling that Pidgey. Which even though we saw it, sorry, I was sorry, gonna say yeah. he should have known because we've been through this already. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we saw it flying before. He calls it back, and all of a sudden he brings it out, and he, and Pidgeotto's sleeping now, basically. Yeah. So apparently it's not good for battle, no. and uh, then uh, we go on and. The other trainer, uh, I believe, calls out, or does he call his back? He calls a pincer. Maybe he calls it back. Okay, yeah, so the other trainer calls out his pincer. Yeah. Which, you know, new Pokemon for us. Yeah, we uh, get a Pokemon next entry. Pincer, this fearsome Pokemon uses its powerful claws to put the squeeze on its opponents. You know, Ash gets to bring it out, gets to find out about it. And, I mean, it's a fearsome-looking, scary bug Pokemon thing with pincers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say the when he called it out, he he had something. He said something different. Like he just said like Pokeball Go or something. And yeah, I don't uh, know. He t- does say something different. I think with his second when he calls his second Pokemon, he just says Pokemon Go. But with Pinsu, he says something like really over the top. Like Pinsu, ready for battle mode. That's what it was. Oh yeah, battle yeah. mode. Assume battle mode. Assume battle yeah, mode. Yeah. 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 So, to me, this whole idea here is, there, as a show, I'm 
from what I'm taking from this as, as a show, as a Pokemon show, they're still trying to come up with the idea or how they want to call out their Pokemon or what they want their characters to say when they throw Pokeballs, because it seems like every time someone throws out a Pokeball, we're getting something different. You know, uh, she's like, Pidgeotto, I choose you. Like, eventually I think that becomes the more fluid saying or what most people say is they call the name of the Pokemon, I choose you, or whatever. Yeah. But at this point in the show, we're getting it just every single time, it's just something different. So it's almost like they're testing the waters here. At least that's what I take That's from, a good know, point, yeah. On what they want these people to say or how they want to actually call out the Pokemon for the remainder of the show. Or maybe they're just like... They haven't decided they want to do it consistently, and they're like, oh, we'll just have everyone do it differently kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just thought that was a, word, a little weird. You know, maybe they're testing testing it out here. But um, Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so, I mean, we get into battle here. Uh, Pidgeotto versus Pinsir, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, Pinsir shows his scary claws. Uh, Ash has Pidgeotto do a sand attack. And apparently this blowing sand in this creature's eyes does nothing against him. Which kind of makes um, sense. Look at him. He doesn't look like a stranger to sand. Yeah. That could be true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the samurai guy tells us, he's like, oh, this is child's play. Has the pincer go attack, tackle uh, the Pidgeotto. And Pidgeotto's still weakened. He just knocks him out. And he just starts laughing like, ah, ha, ha, you can't beat me. You know, your Pidgeotto's done for whatever. Yeah. So it's up to Ash to decide what to do next. And then he calls Metapod. And then the samurai basically just tells Pinsir just to crush it. Again, with the weird amount of, in, like, instruction they need. I don't... And Ash has this moment of anxiety where he imagines Pinsir, like, cutting his Metapod in half. Which is kind of dark. Because, like, okay, in battle they faint or get knocked down. And much like Chumbawamba, they get up again. Um, that's gonna make two people laugh. Um, after a short spell in their Pokeball, like, they just recover and they just kind of, like, they're good again. But then a whole bunch of Pokemon can do, like, when they attacked Pikachu during the first one, Pikachu got so beat up in that swarming with the Spearow or whatever that, um, he had to go to the Poke Center to recover. So, like, if Metapod got cut in half, would he die? Yeah, do Pokemon die? Like, I don't understand the like concept of mortality with pokemon because like there's pokemon centers would they just stitch him back together like what would they i i kind of want to understand that more there's got to be a big fan theory about that somewhere yeah yeah maybe uh we need to cut metapod in half to find out or something i don't know yeah ah, ah, ah. wow okay that, yeah, that escalated no. quickly um no no i don't know I, I i don't want i'm not advocating cutting metapod in half he's a good guy i like metapod i mean he came from that cute caterpie remember oh yeah i mean you couldn't cut caterpie in half no way god that's it's so horrible. cute okay we need to stop talking about this um so yeah. <laughs> misty tries to tell ash to pull him back um because she says not even a bug deserves this which i think is what she would say to us right now um, Which is actually kind of hilarious that she says that. Just kind of showing that she's like, hey, coming around a little bit. You yeah. Know, that she likes these bugs a little more. She's Maybe she doesn't like them, but she's like, okay, I can accept them. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know. Um, so Ash tells Metapod to harden. Because that's the only thing he can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Pinsu picks him up and tries to cut him in half like he did in Ash's mind. But in reality, he fails. Metapod, Metapod is too hard. Um, which makes him sound kind of gangster. 
And yeah, yeah, but you were gonna say, yeah, Pinsir breaks the nubbins on his claw. So now is he gonna have to go to the Pokemon Center for that? Like, How do they fix those now? I know. His trainer doesn't seem overly worried that he broke all half his nubs on his claws. No, like, but it's not like he goes XIED either. He just breaks part of his body. Like, that seems like when you need a Pokemon Center as far as what they've told us so far. But, yeah. like you said, his, 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 his person there, his trainer isn't that worried. So, uh, I don't know. How do they even fix that? I don't know. No, I don't know either. Like, do they just grow back as he sits in his Pokeball? If so, again, why do we have Pokemon hospitals? Yes. So we get a shot of Pikachu being pretty impressed with his little pal, and I felt like the emotion that they instilled in that shot of Pikachu, or maybe I was looking into it too much, but I feel like that kind of did pay homage to how close Pikachu and Caterpie had become. Like, Pikachu's, like, legit proud of his little buddy. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I thought that was really cool. I didn't pick up on that too much, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so Samurai recalls, uh, oh no, calls Metapod now and commands him to go as hard as ashes, which... Oh, this is insane. Do they yeah. have a gauge for that? How do they know throughout this, the remainder of this scene how hard the other one is? They have no way to quantify that. <laughs> why does this scene exist? I, I don't know why this like, exists. <laughs> this is insane. Like, so like you're saying, uh, the samurai threw it a Metapod, so we got a Metapod against the Metapod here. Mm. Imagine this, you know, two, two Metapods. The only thing they can do is harden. <laughs> And two ten-year-old boys. <laughs> They're just literally just like, Harden, Metapod, go harder than it is. And this presumably goes on for a long time because, you know, it shows them just like all grit-faced and they're like, oh, like this is a tough, intense battle, the most important thing in their whole lives right now. And they're just yelling Harden back and forth and then time passes. It shows like the sun beating above their heads and then it shows the shadows moving. Like <laughs> this is looking like, you know, hours are passing by here. Pans to a shot of Misty and Pikachu sitting in chairs. Where did they get these chairs? Yeah. Where did they get this table? There's a table with like some kind of margarita, or like alcoholic drink. It's got like a flower and a lime and yeah, and there's sunbathing. Pikachu's yeah, it's Pikachu's sipping on this tropical drink. Misty's in a bathing suit. Like, where did she get this bathing yeah. suit? Like, where did Pikachu get these? Sun- where did all this stuff come from? First of all, they just been carrying it around in the forest this whole time. They have a bag of holding. <laughs> yeah, they've been carrying around, you know, sun chairs just in case for this exact moment. Like what? And and a drink mixer, you know, margarita shaker or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. But you know, it's it's just to help quantify the sheer amount of time and how stubborn these two are with their two metapods. Mm-hmm. Just. Proving, further proving that they're 10 year old boys or something, you know, neither one wanting to give up, but they're like, even though nothing could ever come from this, yeah. these two Pokemon just sitting there, it's going like harder and harder. Yeah, I know, it's so dumb, but you're right, like, when you put it in context of, like, they're 10 year old boys, I guess, like, it kind of makes sense, yeah. Um, and, and the amount of physical effort they're exerting in this yeah. is really bizarre, because they're just, like, they're wanting to win so hard that they're breaking a sweat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, make like, sense. Maybe it's just the heat. I don't know. But they're just yeah. They're like grit face. Like come on, Metapod, go. You know they're like in the moment. It's just like okay. It's so weird. I don't get it. So yeah, it's like I don't know. Yeah, no. So now we cut to Team Rocket, who've built a cardboard tank-like thing. But I think we find out it's not even cardboard, it's paper, which raises more questions, but whatever. Just um, to make it lighter. Th- uh, yeah, but I, but how is it together? I, and why? Um, and why. 
Um, the, so they're inside of this thing, and they move it by just, like, dead-ass standing up. Yeah, like, it's, they're wearing it on their head. I don't... I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how I could describe this to somebody that couldn't see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... There's even a door in the back. Yeah, there's a door in the back, and their legs just kind of stick out, and it protects, like, their torso and face. That's kind of it. So they're trying to protect themselves from Beedrill... More foreshadowing, perhaps. Yes, I wonder what kind of Pokemon we're gonna meet this week. Um, so at the yeah, at this point we don't know a lot about Beedrill, but you know what? I'll take it. This thing will protect them. Whatever. Clearly, Beedrill must have very small stingers that wouldn't penetrate paper, right? So we see that Meowth is sitting on top, and again, paper. Anyways, making Jesse and James carry him. Uh, and they tell Meowth, like, why don't you come help us? But what's he supposed to do? Like, his legs are so short. What role could he possibly play in carrying this thing around? Help us? Like, with yeah, what? Yeah, he couldn't reach it. No. He'd be walking underneath them. He couldn't reach it. No, so I don't understand what the thought process is there, but okay, whatever. So we cut back to our heroes and Ash and Samurai. Samurai, by the way, if we haven't been absolutely clear about this, Samurai is a samurai named Samurai. He's a, yeah, 10-year-old kid or something dressed up as a samurai. But his name is Samurai. Yeah. Let's, let's, this cannot be overstated. Um, they, they're still trying to out-harden each other. I, I feel icky now. Um, and Misty is getting sick of it, so, uh, yeah. Um, but they've been exerting themselves so hard in doing this that finally they both fall over. Which, okay. Um... <laughs> and then <laughs> Misty says you two are more hard headed than your metapods which I feel like they just spent way too long setting up that joke Yeah. but okay um, suddenly she hears a buzzing and Samurai informs them that guess what those are Beedrill oh. uh, the thing we've been foreshadowed to for half the episode yeah. literally I think at this point I think it's literally like 10 minutes in by this point um, and Samurai is the first to recall his Metapod, then Ash sees the swarm approaching, and now he chooses to whip out his Pokedex. There's more important things he could be doing, but you go. Um, so he gets his Pokedex out, and we get a Pokedex entry for Beedrill. Beedrill, this Pokemon is an evolved form of Weedle, following its Kakuna state. Its sting is highly poisonous. And we find out that Weedle becomes Kakuna, which becomes Kaku- which becomes Beedrill. Oh boy, and um, yeah, go ahead. And uh, yeah, so we get that dex entry, and while this is happening, a Beedrill swoops in and picks up the metapod, Ash's Metapod and flies off, and now we see that you actually have to aim these Pokeballs, because Ash tries to bring his Metapod back, and the laser beam that comes out of these Pokeballs keeps missing, so... We, you know, this is the first time we realistically find out you actually have to, you know, aim, like I was saying. Fair. Aim okay. and hit, hit your Pokeball with this laser for it to actually be recalled. Uh, you don't just point it in the general direction and it works kind of mm. deal. Um, I didn't consider that, yeah. actually. It's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, he flies off with this Beedrill, and now Ash is sad. I mean, he just lost his Metapod, right? He lost his Pokemon, his buddy. Yeah, a little and Beedle. Yeah. But uh, there's still a pressing, pressing issue of all these other Beedrill coming around. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's heading straight for Ash, and Pikachu takes it upon himself to save him by jumping in and shocking him and the Beedrill. Yeah, so, thanks for that. You know, electrocuting them both, so thank you. And then Misty's like, come on, Ash, we gotta go. And she grabs him by the hand, and they start running, chasing after the samurai guy, mm-hmm. who also appears to be running in front of them. Horde of Beedrill chasing them down. Um... 
for the second time in a five-day period, they're getting chased by an angry swarm of things. Let's just appreciate that. Yeah, first the Spiro, now the Beedrill. They find, apparently, a hiding spot behind some kind of a bush or something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, turns out it's not necessarily the best hiding spot because they look over at the tree and there's a whole bunch of Kakuna attached to the tree. So Ash brings out the Pokedex. You know, we get the Kakuna entry telling us about Kakuna. Kakuna, a transitional stage between Weedle and Beedrill. Kakunas remain inactive until they evolve into deadly Beedrill and Hatch. Saying, you know, oh, they're, they're pretty inactive. And at the very bottom of the tree, we see the Metapod, mm-hmm. which brings up the question, like, did the Beedrill just think that that Metapod was... A Kakuna or something? Like- yes, that's what I have in my... That's what I have, too. That's what I think. I wonder if that's what they're going for. Yeah, because why would the Beedrill bring his Metapod to a tree full of Kakunas? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, they're different species. They'd battle against each other, whatever. Like, So can these Beedrill not quite tell, tell the difference between a Kakuna and a Metapod? Because, like, for us to look at it, they're different colors, they're different shape. Like... There are a lot of differences. It's easy for us to tell the difference between a Kakuna and a Metapod, but can a Beedrill not tell the difference? I don't understand. Yeah, because it's similar enough. I mean, it's not Pikachu-shaped. They're still both roughly croissant-shaped. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Dif- but, so I guess they can't see color, maybe, yeah, that's either? I don't know. But you would think they'd be able to sense their own kind and tell their own kind, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. No, I'm not sure. Um, well, what do we know? Um, so it just so happens that these Kakuna at this exact moment in time are going to evolve into Beedrills. Simply because he was talking too loud? I don't know. I guess, I don't know. So they start cracking open in a beam of light because anime. And, uh, we see a bunch of Beedrill emerge. Uh, so now once again, our group of heroes is off and running. Um, after not even four seconds, so here we go. Um, after not even four seconds, they come across a cabin, and the samurai is like, my cabin, which, okay, so first of all, he, we've talked about this, he's a child, is he not? Yeah. Okay, second, why in the holy hell did he not mention this prior to now? Like, when they started getting chased in the first place, like, quick guys, I have a cabin not far from here, and said they ran right past it into a hive of Kakuna, which they didn't need to do at all except to show us those. It's the only reason because they easily could have run into his cabin that's right there instead of hiding behind the bushes. Instead, it's introduced like he forgot he owned a cabin and he just stumbled across it. Yeah. So, did, has he? why does he have a cabin in this place? Why does he live in the forest anyway? And why is he by himself in a forest full of bugs? Anyway, like, there's just so many questions unanswered here. There's so many what? Why? And, like, if he was that close, like you were saying, why didn't they just go there in the first place? Like, that would have been a real good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, hey, I think my cabin's here. Let's go there. So, whatever, that whole weird sequence of not going to the cabin. Mm-hmm. They find the cabin, they go in, and, like, the Beedrill, you know, dive bomb this thing with their, their pincers or claws or needle points, whatever you call Yeah, their stinger hands and or whatever. Stinger hands, yeah. yeah. And get the cabin and everything. And let me just say, they're going through the big wooden door of the cabin. Okay? Imagine uh, what's going to happen to Jesse and James and their paper tank. Yeah, that's supposedly going to protect them. Uh-huh. I, I feel icky but now. But these go through wooden... Ca- and that'll come up again with something else later, too. Yeah. 
remember that wooden uh, cabin. Then going through the wooden cabin. Okay. So yeah, they come. Like we we go into the cabin now. You know they're safe from the beetle and whatever. And we find out. Um, they start talking. We find out a little bit more about the samurai. Why he wants to challenge this guy from Pallet Town. Um, and he talks about how oh there were three trainers in the past, uh, from all from Pallet Town, and they were spectacular matches. And it cuts to you know a Charmeleon burning his pincer, and then you see like a Squirtle bubble around his Metapod, and you see like a Bulbasaur or something. So that we're led to believe that these you know the beginning three Pokemon that we saw in the very first episode, you know Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, are these three trainers. So that means means us or leads us to believe that okay maybe there was only four trainers or four ten year olds that are leaving Pallet at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we only ever know who one of them is. At least at this point, we only ever know Gary is one of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, though I don't think we know which one is his necessarily yet. No, because he wouldn't um, show us. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, so yeah, he talks about this like it's a big deal. Like, what is this? Some kind of rite of passage that you need to challenge or beat some guys from Pallet Town? Yeah, I know. I don't get it. Like, he's just so obsessed with having to beat a guy from Pallet Town or somebody. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I've been eagerly waiting for another trainer to come from Pallet. It just it feels like a rite of passage. And uh, maybe the only people that ever come through this forest are Pallet Town people from Pallet Town. Or yeah, something. maybe because because of the yeah yeah because of. You know, everyone has to go the same direction in this world or something. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we've already established that there's only one path that they can yeah. possibly take, so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, nah, no. Um, and during all that, the samurai winds up, like, they get to arguing, and the samurai calls Ash a novice for letting the Weedle escape. And Ash is like, take yeah. that back, or whatever, and the two get to arguing again, and then the samurai accuses Ash of abandoning Metapods, so... This cuts pretty deep, because we all know that Ash is, like, super passionate about his Pokemon and stuff, and so then the music swells, and Ash is like, I tried to save him, and we get a shot of Pikachu, and he just looks so sad and tired. I've never seen Pikachu look so realistically down, like, he just looks so sad and so tired, and so, like, I'm just like, oh, my poor little Pikachu. Um. Yeah. (laughs) We, Yeah. We also find out that the samurais... Oh, yeah, you talked about that. Fought, fought the other pallet trainers, and he's a psycho. Um, so I think after this point, do they just go to bed for the night? Uh, yeah, so they, you know, everyone falls asleep, whatever. They're like, we're not getting out of this cabin tonight. Yeah. There's a swarm of beedrill. They're waiting to kill us, so uh, we'll just sleep here, be safe. All on the floor, because apparently the samurai doesn't own a bed or anything. Yeah. <laughs> sleep on the floor with them. Even though he owns a cabin, just no bed ah, for it. Um, God, so true. Okay. Uh, so Ash sneaks out early the next morning to try and find and save his Metapod. We see him creeping through, and, you know, we see Metapod, and this tree where all the Kakuna turned into Beedrill is full of Kakuna again. Mm-hmm. So apparently all the Weedle decided it was now time to become Kakuna now that all the Kakuna became Beedrill or something. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I noticed that, too, and I didn't know what to write down. I was just like... What even happened? Because we see some Beedrill in the tree also. So, like, are those the ones from yesterday? And then new ones came and took their spot. And we do kind of see in the future Pokemon, like, I think Clefairy and stuff like that, are very attached to the moon cycles and stuff like that. 
So, I mean, maybe they just know. I mean, nature even does that sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? So. Yeah, that's true. Could be something like that. But, um, yeah, so we got the beagles sleeping. Are they stalking and waiting for them and warning them to get up in the morning so they can chase them again? Like, yeah. do these beagles have nothing better to do than chase these three random people? Apparently not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he sneaks out. He sees his metapod. He's going to go save him. But then, uh, just before he does that, Meowth jump, comes out of nowhere and jumps down on his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, starts yelling, like, hey, give us that Pikachu, blah, blah, blah. And uh, our heroes run into Team Rocket, um, you know, are introduced to Team Rocket for the first time in this episode. They come into contact with each other again. As Team Rocket does their opening saying and getting loud, and Ash is like, trying to get them to be quiet because he doesn't want them to wake up all the Beedrill. No, they're not listening to him at all. They're like, we got to say our thing. You yeah. <laughs> because they're entertainers first and supervillains second. Um, yep. So then, uh, so yeah, they go through all that. And then at that point, I was thinking, like, you know what Ash should just do? But then he's kind of going to do it. So I'm not even going to say anything because I kind of like what he winds up doing. Uh, so he comes up with this plan that if Team Rocket is going to chase him, then he can run past the Beedrills and, like, get under them and hope the team they dive-bomb Team Rocket instead. So, his plan actually works. And this was really smart, because, like, that's what I was thinking watching it. Like, you know what you could do if this wasn't a cartoon? But then he actually does it, which is I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah? Yeah, so it works, and then Team Rocket's left staring down all these angry um, Beedrill... And, uh, so they decide to grab the tank, but oh no, it's being eaten by Weedles. Because it's made of paper, and apparently Weedles eat paper. Apparently so. And they don't even have to do that, because the Beedrill could just go right through it. So, I don't, anyways. Still looks like cardboard to me. Yeah, it still looks like cardboard to me too, by the way. Like, yeah, I agree. They're, um, like, eating this thing, and it's still holding its shape. Yeah. Like, if it was made of paper, be- it'd be, like, destroyed. Yeah. It's so strange, I agree. Um, maybe paper and cardboard, they didn't separate the two and moving it over from Japanese? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, by this point, Ash reaches the Metapod and he's trying to get him to get into the Pokeball, but Metapod outright refuses. Um, and meanwhile, a Beedrill... As if he has a choice. As if he has a choice, right? Like, he's a lump. Um, meanwhile... But I mean, Ash is giving him the choice, I guess, though. I guess he is, but, but we're gonna see a problem with this in a second, too. Because the Beedrill is bearing down on them, and Ash scoops up Metapod, and now I have questions, because I wonder how heavy Metapod is. Um, Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, okay. Ooh, okay, foreshadowing. As they're running away, Ash explains to Metapod that he didn't abandon him, he just got sidetracked, which is kind of the same thing. And he blames um, the samurai, which... I mean, Metapod was there. He saw what happened, too. But, okay. And then Ash trips, and Metapod goes flying. And now Ash has this moment of self, self, self-doubt. self My bad. And he's like, no, it's not the samurai's fault. It's all mine. And he vows to never leave another Pokemon. Not another Pokemon, actually. I think he says that he won't leave another friend. So, oh, cause, Yeah. Yeah. Um, that he'll never leave a friend behind again, and he runs over to Metapod, and so just then the Beedrill has caught up, and he's about to shish kebab Ash with this twin needle attack, and Metapod just picks himself up and throws himself at Beedrill? Yeah, throws himself between Ash and Beedrill to block the attack. I guess, you know, this moment they shared, Metapod's, like, feeling loved again, like when he was a Caterpie, Mm -hmm. and Ash was so happy to have him and everything. He's, like, he's got that sense of 
you know, oh, I'm loved, I'm wanted, you know, uh, whatever, I'm going to help this guy, he's my friend, and so, I mean, Metapod jumps in front of him, the Beedrill hits him, cuts a hole in into Metapod, so, as, and breaks his claw, because, you know, Metapod's super hard, apparently. Yep. As we found out already, but... But he jumps! I have How does he jump? problems with this Metapod <laughs> propulsion situation. He, like, leans back and forth a little bit, and somehow that propels him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I wanted to complain about that more, but I don't really have anything to say other than how and why, but, you know. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> if you want. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, sure. Um, yeah, so Ash is sad, you know, there's a hole in his Metapod, and, but, uh... Turns out that maybe that's a good thing because out of this hole, all of a sudden, a bright light comes out, and we see something else start to come out and emerge out of the Metapod. And oh, guess what? Metapod is evolving again. Um, now we got a Butterfree coming out, and this brings a, a few more questions with it as well. So yeah, this is awesome. I mean, I love it. You know, we got the Butterfree coming mm -hmm. out here. Um, but that brought some questions. Uh, oh, oh, hold on. What comes next? I forget. So, butter. Okay, before I get to that, okay, before we get to that though, uh, Butterfree comes out and you know, flying, flapping his wings in the air. Ash is all happy. You know, all these people. Okay, we got Misty, the samurai Pikachu, behind a bug net. First of all, going back to that wooden house. How is this bug net gonna protect the Beedrill when the boy, the Beedrill could go through the wood? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Good Apparently thing. it will somehow. Yeah. I don't know how, but it will. Can you imagine a net made of paper? The bee drill would be totally impotent to it. Yeah, <laughs> wood? No, no problem. You yeah. know, it's solid wooden door, nothing, no, no problem. But a net made out of paper or just a net? No, no, no. Sorry, that's impossible. Yeah. But uh, good catch. Yeah, no. Um, Butterfree comes out. They're all like, "Oh, it's so beautiful! It's amazing!" And you know, bring out the Pokedex, and it says, <clears throat> "One week after Caterpie evolves into Metapod, it become evolves again into Butterfree." So, okay, that means that it's been one week since Metapod turned into Butterfree, and they're still in this forest. Yeah. How long did he have? Caterpie before it turned into Metapod? How long have they been in this forest? How big is this forest? No freaking doubt. That's, it brings so many questions. So if it's been a week, at least, since Metapod, and however long he had Caterpie before Metapod, they've been in this forest for how many weeks? Yeah. And is that giving us some time frame? Like, each episode is a week then? Because last week, it, was, it wasn't last episode where he, Caterpie turned into Metapod? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, right? So, each is each episode a week? Yeah, okay, that's a good point. So what happened in that week time frame? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> They, they just walked through the forest, ran into zero bugs, ran into zero Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Misty bought some sunbathing equipment. Yeah, maybe that's where all this stuff came. She's like, oh, let's get some equipment, some chairs, whatever. Dang, that's a good point. It's just kind of bothered me a little bit, too. I like, agree. We'll have to see if they reference, like, last week and stuff like that again. Yeah, because... Wow. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Because, like, the narrator is allowed to say that because he kind of exists in this space that knows it's a show, right? But yeah. I, I wonder if the characters themselves are going to talk about last week and stuff like that again. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. So now the now there's a whole bunch of Beedrill coming over the horizon at them. And so Butterfree now kind of chirps at Ash. And 
Ash somehow kind of understands it perfectly, and he's like, yeah, okay. And Ash is like, Butterfree, knock them out with your sleep powder. So it's as if Butterfree asked Ash to command him to use sleep powder so that he could? Yeah. So then what the hell with but Pokemon he can harden that can... Himself? Yeah. Continue, sorry. No, that's fine, but again, like, what the hell's with these Pokemon that can't, like, like, Pidgeotto earlier could, like, defend himself and do all this stuff. He decided how to end the Weedle he was battling, or the, yeah, the Weedle he was battling and stuff like that. Like, I don't understand. This adds even more layers to that. So, he knocks him out. I guess, yeah. So, I mean, Butterfree uses Sleep Powder and knocks out all of these Beedrill. They're just falling from the sky. And knocks out Team Rocket as well. And knocks out Team Rocket, good point. Um, and Samurai, now, after all this is settled, some straight-up bull about you were able to handle your Butterfree so well. Oh, so I know. Oh, my goodness, yes. Wait, what? Like, first of all, the sleep powder was Butterfree's idea. Like, and <coughs> now, how does that negate everything that Ash did before that? Like, you thought he was totally useless. And then Butterfree gave him an idea. He repeated it back to Butterfree, somehow freeing Butterfree's soul to do it. And then you suddenly, your whole perspective on him has changed? Yeah, because he said, Butterfree used sleep powder or something. Like, he says, what, three or four words, and all of a sudden, this guy is now the best Pokemon trainer ever, and you're not worthy of being in his presence kind of deal? Like, what? What? What is that? I'm so, I don't understand and yeah speaking of that you said not worthy of being in his presence that's one of the quotes that he actually says he says because ash is they're gonna leave like the samurai tells him the pewter city is just up the trail thank god we get to get out of this oh i know and ash says great but before we leave we have to finish our battle and the samurai says compared to you my friend i am the novice but i will keep perfecting my technique and one day we will meet again yeah (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Anyways, um... Yeah. Yeah, perform a stop it right now. I don't... I do not like that. Um, so yeah, you're right about that. Uh, before before the episode ends, we get a shot of Team Rocket. This and brings up more questions, yeah. I know. They've camouflaged themselves into a Beedrill hive. Kakunas. As Kakunas, yeah. Which seems like a bad idea right at the get-go. And how did they get up there, like... So far, they've been able to just look at them and they wake up. So how did they get up there and build this cocoon? Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't... So, predictably, the Beedrill catch on. I don't know. And There's a bigger question, I was going to say. Why? Yeah! Why? Like, just keep Why? Running. Yeah, just yeah. get out of the forest. Why did you have to say... Why couldn't you have just walked out of the forest instead of building yourself these cocoons and going up at a tree? Like, what purpose did that serve you at all? There is no purpose whatsoever. The only purpose is to make the audience laugh or something. No freaking to doubt. The make o- them the pity only... them or something. Like, Yeah, the only purpose is the scene we're going to end on, really. Yeah. But, um, no, I totally agree with you. And, and I thought I had another question. Yeah, so you brought another question to me during that. Because, so, are Team Rocket just following them through the forest this whole time and then just once a week they decide to attack? I guess. Like, because I guess I always thought maybe when I was a kid that they like, go back to their hideout or whatever. But do they just keep following them around? I mean, they do want to catch that Pikachu, so 
they become like permanent stalkers of them that and they only attack once a week yeah like are they getting hotels in between what does the off time look like for them yeah are they spending a week trying to figure out how to capture him like building this tank maybe that that took them a week or something i mean yeah because they always have a new complex plan so maybe that always fails Um, miserably that always fails miserably yeah i don't know so they're hanging there pretending to be Kakuna, and predictably enough, the Beedrill catch on to this, and we just, the episode ends, we fade out with Team Rocket screaming in agony as they're being stung to death by Kakuna, like, but by Beedrill with, with enormous, like, their stingers went through the wooden door earlier, like, aren't they being horrifically stabbed to death as we fade to black? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah, that's not a bee. Like, that's not a regular sting. Like, it's not just like, ooh, ouch, that stings. Like, they're getting impaled. Yeah. We don't actually so, see it happening, but that's what the sounds are, right? It's like... Yeah. And just what we've seen of Beedrill. Yeah. How they attack. Like, oh my god. Like, until next week, kids. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So I thought that ending was a little bit Bizarre. unintentionally gruesome, but yeah, you know. For no reason. And that's the episode. My god. And finally, next episode, we finally get out of this forest, I'm thinking, you know? We see our heroes walking away down a path. Don't tease me, man. I uh, know, I don't want to get your hopes up too much that next week we actually get to watch an episode that isn't about bugs in the forest, but uh, I got my I got my hopes up too, so... Well, I right, guess fingers we'll crossed. See. We'll see. Holy hell. So, I think you gave this episode a B-? minus. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Do you like that? I mean, I could almost go down to uh, a C plus too after watching that talking to, but uh, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Okay. I went with a C. I thought that the samurai was just such a poor... And I know the sentence I'm about to say in the context I'm about to say it, but hear me out. Was such a poorly developed character. But, I mean, yes, everybody in Pokemon is, but, like, unlike... The other ones, it doesn't seem intentional or ironic. He seems like he's supposed to be this super complex person, but yet we get nothing out of it. And then when it's time for him to go away, he just makes up this totally bullshit excuse that I hated so much. He's such a bad character. Yeah. Um, And I feel like this episode kind of had less Pikachu than normal. Yeah, that too. He didn't really play much of a role. He did, I mean, he did shock uh, the Beedrill, and he was chilling out, drinking his margarita or whatever, but yeah, he wasn't yeah. He wasn't an important part of this episode other than a couple of scenes there. No, I feel like we generally get more, like, quirky cutaways to him doing stuff or, you know? Yeah. Or laughing at Ash, or... We didn't get much Pikachu today. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so that's why it gets a C. Yeah, maybe I'll go down to C+. Plus. Mm, I'm yeah. salty about the lack of Pikachu. Fair. Um, so we still have to look at who won this episode. we got to find ourselves a scene of the week. Just so many to choose from. Um, a quote of the week. Uh, we've got Actors Spotlight coming up. We've got games. I mean, we've got Spencer's Pokedex. It's going to be a fun-filled adventure through Viridian Forest. Because it'll never end. Um, but what do you say we take a break? Sure. Okay. Ah, and come again, my selector, big chew.
Alright, so, are you ready to talk about who won this episode? Sure. Okay, so, uh, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, don't matter, I can go. Okay, go ahead. So, I went with, um, Metapod winning this episode. Oh, okay. Did you pick the same thing? Uh, would it matter if I said I picked Butterfree? Okay, no. So, <laughs> okay. Th- that's why I picked this episode. Or picked it. So, it's the same kind of idea. It's Metapod turning into Butterfree is why I'm picking this. You know, um, maybe maybe the way you said it is better picking Butterfree to have won it. But because, you know, he got to evolve, first of all. He, he won Ash's love back that he thought he'd lost. Um, he finally reached his dream of being a Butterfree, if you remember where we saw Caterpie and Pikachu hanging out on the stump and Caterpie looking up and seeing a Butterfree in the sky and just like, oh, I want to be a Butterfree someday so bad. He finally did it. Like, the Caterpie yeah. became the Metapod, became the Butterfree, and I'm so happy for him. That's why I might picked Metapod slash Butterfree, how's that, uh, as the winner of this episode. So clearly I picked the same thing, um, but I'll just, I'll add on to that by saying, so some of the other reasons I picked Butterfree slash uh, Metapod was that he kicked Pincer's ass by doing nothing. Yep. He just hardened. I mean, that's all he can do in his defense, but... Um, and he never showed any signs of fatigue after the hardening contest. Also, Like, I mean, yep. Ash and, and, and the samurai fell over. As far as we know, Metapod was fine. Um, and uh, even though he was whisked away by Beedrills, nothing bad ever happens. And he's, I think, the only one. I guess Pikachu, but I guess he's the—he's pretty much the only one that nothing bad happens to during this whole episode. And that's how I made my final decision. And of course, the evolution you talked about, but yeah. I didn't want to retread on that. So. And he put yeah. all the Beedrills sleep like he saved the day. Mm-hmm. Put Team Rocket to sleep. Everybody to sleep powerful little Pokemon. I mean, that must have been a good experience for him. Must be, yeah. if he could evolve again, he'd probably be pretty close already. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but sadly, he won't evolve, and I think we all know what happens, but no spoilers. Um, so, scene of the week. Um, I guess I'll go first. I, I had you go first for who won. Yeah, sure. Um, I think it either be... So, I had two... So, if I steal yours, then I, I do have a backup. But, I mean, the two I have, it's either got to be the evolution to Butterfree, which you talked about, or break, the breaking the claw, because it's, like, a pretty epic moment. So, I think I'm going to go with that one, the breaking the claw. It's a pretty epic moment when um, Metapod hardens and uh, Pincer's claw, like, the inside of his claw. I didn't know what to call that in my notes, either. Um, when that, that claw tooth breaks off like that's that's pretty that's a pretty awesome moment especially after everything we were through up to like metapod evolving and everything like that so yeah that's what i thought i'd pick because that was in battle and stuff like that and one of my favorite things actually i think i've discovered going through and doing notes is breaking down the battles move by move i really enjoy that so so i like that because it was part of a battle and yeah. And yeah, so that's what I would go with. Pincer getting horribly maimed. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, I went with something for a slightly different reason. I went with the, the whole Metapod battle, Metapod versus Metapod, just for the sheer uselessness <laughs> and pointlessness of it. Like, <laughs> like why was yeah. that in? Just 
the stubbornness of these two ten-year-old boys. I don't know. Maybe it just resonated with me a little bit or something. Just the whole hard you harder. No, you just, it was so stupid. And that's yeah, why, and because was. of that stupidness, is why it won. Got my favorite scene of this episode. <laughs> okay, okay, nice. I didn't even consider that for scene of the week, and that is a good pick. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, quote of the week is up next. Um, so, yeah, I guess you go first on this one. Sure. Um, so, I had a little bit of trouble this week. There was nothing that, like, instantly stood out for me. Um, previous weeks, I had something like, oh, yeah, that could be my quote of the week. This could be my quote of the week. I got to the end of the episode, and I was like... Uh, do I really have something? I don't know. So I, at the end, I, I ended up going with, um, again, something Misty said. And it's uh, it was, you two are more hard-headed than your metapods. Okay. Going back with that whole metapod yeah, fight yeah. and everything. So, uh, yeah, that ended up being my quote. Okay, nice. I mean, I remember it. And I even mentioned it. During yeah during the recap, so I mean I gotta say that's a good pick yeah yeah um I went with um greetings oh shrieking maiden <laughs> nice <laughs> um especially when he had just shrieked like I don't know why because it's the only line in the episode that got like a visceral reaction like that I actually like I laughed at that like I thought I just thought it was good yeah when you were talking and, about that in the recap I'm like I bet you this is his quote. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And I don't know if I'm giving it too much credit. I don't know if I just I just particularly enjoyed it or if they thought about it when they did it as much as I did when I watched it. But I just like that. So <laughs> that's going to be my quote of the week. Nice. Greetings, oh shrieking maiden. Very nice. All right. So that brings us to our actor's spotlight. So who do you think I picked? Samurai? Yeah. Good choice. Um, so he plays all kinds of people. He has quite a freaking resume, um, and some kind of interesting stuff. So here we go. Um, so his name is James Carter Cathcart. Whew. Um, or sometimes he goes by Carter Cathcart or Jimmy Zoppy. Interesting. Yeah. So... He was born on January 4th, 1954. He's from West Long Branch, New Jersey. He is known for his work on Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic X, Pokemon Ranger, and the Temple of the Sea. But that's underselling him because for our purposes, which you might be interested in knowing, is that from season 9 until now, he's voiced James and Meowth. So we're not gonna we're not gonna be there for several several years of our life to come, but right now he voices Gary Oak, and he has ever since season one. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought you'd be interested that in knowing interesting. that little bit of information. Yeah. So there will uh, be no so Gary Oak's actor spotlight then, I suppose. No, there won't be now. Um, but he, uh, yeah, no, the, it's, it's quite interesting. He's been with the franchise for quite a long time now. Um, he's done, uh, video games as well. I thought I had a list of them, but maybe I don't. But the uh, interesting part about the video games he's done, none of the Pokemon games. That's actually surprising. Yeah, most of the spotlights we've done so far, they've, they've always done the Pokemon games too, so it's interesting. 
He's a... Uh, uh, Wikipedia calls him a voice actor, a voice director, a pianist, and a vocalist. Impressive. Um, so he's been playing with bands since high school, including The Laughing Dogs, who released two albums uh, with Columbia Records in 1979 and 80, um, and has been the vocalist of the Carter Cathcart Band since 1981. Um, he also co-wrote the song. So, are you familiar with Kiss? Yes. Um, so they're, you know how they've gone off and done their own solo projects here and there? Mm-hmm. Some of them more than others. Yeah. Um, so Ace Freely, um, released an album in 1989 called Trouble Walkin', and Cathcart co-wrote the song Remember Me on that album. Huh. That's pretty Isn't cool. That a strange, yeah. bizarre just out of, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Out, of, out of nowhere, it's just like, out of nowhere, it's okay, cool. Yeah. He's all I over the was, place. I know, I thought that was kind of funky. Uh, he also did voiceovers for Kit Kat commercials, Good Humor commercials, and Coors Light commercials. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's kind of it, but in his, there's a list of names he's also known by, and in there is Rascal Flatts, and there's no explanation for that. That's interesting. So for That's... those of you who don't know, Rascal Flatts is a like very well-known country singer. Yeah. It's got to It can't be the same thing, right? Like it's. It's not. I looked. Yeah. I, obviously, like, that was the very first thing I did. Like, why would that be in there? My fingers got whiplash typing to make sure, and no, it's not the same person. But why? Oh, why is that one of the names he's known by? No idea. That's weird. So that I that was kind of an interesting uh, actor spotlight this week. I thought. Yeah, I gotta say, like so far, all of our actor spotlights have been like really impressive. These people have like these long lists of resumes of stuff they've done in like well-known other games and shows, or just a lot yeah. of a lot of different things, you know. Yeah. No, definitely. And I mean, in some in some cases, I think most of the time. Um, when it comes to a lot of these shows, they're not very well-known people that get their start doing... The, like, and I mean, I guess when I'm talking about these kind of shows, I'm just talking about 90s, 90s stuff. Like, take your Gargoyles, take your Power Rangers, take your, you know, whatever. Like, Gargoyles is a What's more the Pokemon time frame too, right? Your Darkwing, I guess, maybe. Take your, you know, whatever. Like, I don't think a lot of these people were highly established. I'm not sure. Prove me wrong. I don't know. Let me know. Uh, gotta catch podcast at gmail.com. Yell at me. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's kind of what I thought. Um, so it is interesting that Pokemon had a lot of, like, extremely experienced talent working on the um, American dubs. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, I mean, it's a, it's a good-looking show when it comes to the sync and all that kind of stuff. So, doesn't surprise me, I guess. So, yeah, ta-da! That's our actress spotlight this week. Um, right. Spencer, what's in your Pokedex? Lots of things. Um, but uh, Do tell. Yeah, so, um, since we're getting out of Viridian Forest, spoiler, not spoiler kind of deal, but I uh, figured we'll get rid of uh, a lot of these bugs. We'll go through... Uh, the whole Weedle Kakuna Beedle thing, but before I get into that, you mentioned earlier you wanted to know how much Metapod weighed. Yeah. So I'm gonna check that out for you here right away. So Metapod, we got the height of being as being two feet four inches, and the weight as twenty two pounds. Okay. I mean, he's ten years old. Did you see how easily he picked him up? He picked him up like an empty husk. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, I, I feel mean, like we found some um, physical inconsistencies. I mean, 22 pounds is some. I mean, I, most people could lift it, but that, as easily as he did? I don't know. Yeah, and especially at 10 years old. Yeah. Because he just scoops him up and runs. Like, run with 22 pounds in your arm. Go, go, let's run. Or putting him in his backpack. Like, that would be heavy. Weigh down your bag a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I call physical inconsistency there. Yeah. For sure. All right. Okay. So, So, first up. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So, uh, first up, we got our Weedle. He's a bug poison type. Uh, also known as a hairy bug type. Interesting enough. Okay, interesting. He's exactly one foot tall, zero inches, uh, seven seven pounds. Techniques would be known as poison sting and string shot. Other techniques, none. He's good against grass, flying, psychic, and bug type Pokemon. And he's bad against... Wait, how is he good against flying and bad against yeah. flying? He's bad he's against been- ghost, flying, <laughs> fighting, fire, poison, ground, and rock. That's weird. That's super. That's a really weird entry. Evolution is normal, whatever that goes for, and he evolves at level 7. His bio is, Weedle are usually found in forests eating leaves. Weedle only have two techniques, but they are powerful. Like Caterpie, its string shot slows down its enemies and the sharp stinger on the top of its head is poisonous. So be careful if you choose Weedle as a pet. What? So you can just own Pokemon as pets? I mean, we've been making that connection a couple of episodes here in the past, where like, but they're ignoring like pet. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like, I always thought it was a little bit different. But if it's a pet, and I think we're just, I think we're rehashing old territory by saying this. But if it's a pet, again, they're fighting them in organized uh, no. battles. <laughs> so, like those those rings, you know, dog fighting rings or cock fighting yeah. rings and stuff they have. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a different world, man. It's a different world. It's a different world. Yeah, that's for sure. Right. Okay. So, okay. moving on. As we all What's know, next? Weedle turns into a Kakuna. Yeah. So, bug poison type. Uh, also a cocoon type. Its height is 2 feet, exactly. Uh, 22 pounds, so it weighs the same as Metapod. So, maybe that goes with the Beedrill thing. It's like, oh, this weighs exactly the same. Yeah. Why the Beedrill picked up. Techniques, harden. Ooh. Other yeah. techniques, none. <laughs> It's good against grass, psychic, and bug. Bad against ghost, flying, fighting, fire, poison, ground, rock. Normal evolution, and it evolves at level 10. All right, then. So only three levels difference, apparently. Um, But it happens quickly, we know that, so... Takes a week, yeah. Well, Metapod takes a week, I don't know. Like Metapod, a Kakuna is a type of pod similar to the cocoon stage between a caterpillar and a butterfly. (laughs) Kakuna can't no. move, so it Sorry. can't. <laughs> uh, Kakuna can't move, so it can't attack. Its only defense is to harden its protective shell. You will have to be extra careful with Kakuna during its stage of evolution, but don't worry, Kakuna will be a Beedrill before you know it. All right. Okay. Could be a good thing. Could be a bad thing. Yeah. Could. Yeah. Exactly. As we uh, found out in our episode here. Can you imagine a Beedrill with the attitude of Pikachu? Oh God. Get me away, get me away. Yeah, you just, just get, you'd be more whole than human. Yeah, you just get stung all the time. Yeah. Alright, okay. so last but not least, we have our Beedrill. So he's a pug poison. Okay. 
hug poison did i say <laughs> yeah he did i was gonna let it go i was just gonna be a good person and i was gonna let it go i could i had to do a double take i was like did i didn't i i think i did <laughs> yeah i gotta go poison. back yeah okay he's a bug slash poison type okay or otherwise known as a poison bee his height is three feet three inches uh weighs 65 pounds Apparently he has techniques as none, but then other techniques he has Fury Attack, Focus Energy, Twin Needle, Rage, Pin Missile, and Agility. I don't know what the difference between techniques and other techniques is supposed to be. No. And why some have none here and not other, and a bunch of the others or vice versa. Okay, yeah, no, I have no idea. That's really weird. He's good against Grass, Psychic, yeah. Bug... Bad against ghost, flying, fighting, fire, poison, ground, rock. So similar uh, as to be expected as the pre-evolution forms. Uh, his evolution is normal. Again, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, then his bio. It has been a dangerous process, but now that this former Weedle has hatched, it is very strong. Beedrill are fast. They attack using their large poisonous stingers on their front legs and tails. Practice, Beedrill will be able to learn techniques like Twid Needle and Pin Missile to increase the number of attacks they can launch in a row. Ouch, a Beedrill attack stings. Well then, they were so, really enthusiastic about that description, weren't they? They were. <laughs> Throwing in that extra ouch. And... They just had to throw that in. Wow, alright then. Alright, so uh, that's my Pokedex for the week. We got through Weedle, Kakuna, nice. and Beedrill. As they all featured so prominently in that episode. Yeah, no doubt. Fair enough. That was a good Pokedex segment. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, so do you know what that means? Oh, please no. Yes. It's time for games. It's time for games. Let the games begin. Alright, let's do it. Here we go. Okay, so I'm assuming we want to start with backwards Pokemon. Yeah. Or do you want to start with descriptions? Let's do the backwards Pokemon. Okay. So, this week's, we will start with this one. And this one, I don't, I generally put three of them together. I forgot to do that this time, so I'll have to play it a couple times for you. Alright. What? It is amazing! It is Wime. so amazing! Wime! It makes my soul happy. So, that's what you heard. Say that again. Wime? Uh, oh no. But once you know what it is, it's like, oh my god, yeah, it's just that word back. I mean, the only thing that makes me think of is Mr. Mime, but I think we've already done that, so it would be a bad guess, but I can't think of anything else, so that's my guess, Mr. Mime. Really? Okay. Well, you're going to be wrong. Yeah, I assumed I was wrong. Alright, um, give me a letter. A letter? Okay, a first yeah. letter? First letter, yeah. M. Oh, are you sure it's not Mr. Mime? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay, okay, M. Can you play it again? Yeah. Slime! Slime! Um, meow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! Is, that, is it really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. He, but it's literally thwime. Like, if you say that backwards, you end up with meowth. Thwime. Meowth. Okay. Like, li- like most of them don't translate that well. 
Okay. Like that translated crazy well, I thought. Yeah. So not yeah, bad. yeah. But good guess, good guessing. Not bad. Very, very good. How good did you get it? Like I don't you walk know. Me through your process. My process was well, it started with an M, and I was thinking Meowth was okay. in that episode. Fair enough. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't okay. know. We were talking about Meowth earlier, or he was in there. So. Yeah. So speaking of things that I don't think are going to be easy. Um, this one's got a bit of music in it too, so be be warned. So, are you ready? Yep. It sounded like Weedle. It sounds like Weedle, but it sounds like a, somebody sensually reading the name Weedle for I know. That's why <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Weedle. <laughs> I, it doesn't make sense because it does sound like Weedle for Yeah, it does. Weedle. Is it Weedle? <laughs> it is not uh, Weedle. If I ever get one on the first guess, I'll be amazed. Okay, um... Oh, I know, right? Uh, let's take a type this time. Take a type? Okay, water. Water? Yeah. Uh, Weedle. Beedrill. <laughs> That's not water. No. Hmm. What's a water type? Weedle. Goldine? Oh my god, what is with you? Yes! Are you serious? Again? It is a Goldine. The only thing it, that gave it was the double E. The Dean. Yeah. Ean, Weedle. Dean. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Well, if you think about it backwards, like, need, need log. <laughs> like, need log. Need log. It's literally two words. It's need, need log. log. Yeah. Eat a log. Wow. Somebody's going to go crazy out there with how long it took me to come to figure that out. <laughs> um, wow. All right. So I can't believe you did that, by the way. I'm two for two on the second guess. I thought yeah. that was going to be the hardest one. I don't even know that you're going to have any problems whatsoever with what I have to come for you. I might. You never know. I mean, these are tough. You're just going to nail this. What? See, that doesn't sound like what it is backwards. I don't care how you slice it. I mean, I think it's Tommy Pickles from Rugrats, but... Somehow I don't think that's uh, going to get me no. the right answer. Uh, Jigglypuff. Nope. Okay. I almost um... picked Jigglypuff this week, though. That would have been amazing if I got it then. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'll take a type. Okay. Electric. Electric. It's not Pikachu, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it? Yes. Oh, I was gonna say Pikachu in the first place too. I thought like, you might no be like, no, that's too easy. I thought, I like, no, I know. That's why I didn't pick it. Oh no, I would have got it first. That's awesome. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I was thinking it's Pikachu, right? It's not. No, he wouldn't have picked Pikachu. Let's go with something else. Yeah. Oh, I would have had it first guess. No. Because <laughs> how do you guess Pikachu with a straight face at this point? Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's like, well, if I'm wrong, then I'm a. But, yeah. I don't know. Ah, no. I could have had that. 
Oh god. Okay. Well, very, uh, very, very nicely done. You were, you got all three right on the second guess. Yeah. So that's pretty wicked. That is very uh, surprising. Yeah. Very, well, it's it's really good round. Really good round. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can, in any way, shape, or form, mimic your successes. Well, that's possible. It's possible. Unlikely, but possible. Why don't right. you hit me with some Pokemon descriptions? Let's do it. Okay. The only way to add this Pokemon to your team is to carefully raise it and use a stone to evolve it. This Pokemon is very smart and likes plotting revenge against its enemies. That Pokemon? Uh, oh, are you done? Uh, I was going to say, and if you grab it from behind, it may put a thousand year curse on you. Oh. Okay, I have some ideas, but everything fell apart when you said that. What um, were you thinking beforehand? Eevee. Okay. Am I wrong? Is that your guess? Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, the stone to evolve thing made me think of that, but. Yeah. Um. Want a hint, a type, or a letter? Thousand Year Curse made me think something else. Okay, give me a type. Alright. I'll read it to you again because it says the type of stone. So oh, okay. So I'll read it to you again with that type of stone in there. Yeah. The only way to add this Pokemon to your team is to carefully raise it and then use a Fire Stone to evolve it. This Pokemon is very smart and likes plotting revenge against its enemies. Pull it from behind, it may put a thousand year curse on you. Ugh. Is it a Vulpex? No. But you're close. Oh, what? <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be giving you another hint because I said you're close, but uh, yeah. Eevee Vulpex. Come on, you gotta get this now. You need a hint? You want another hint? Stones to evolve. Yeah, what's the first letter? N. You're gonna hit yourself if you get this wrong. There's no way. You gotta get this, come on. Yeah, but I only have one guess left, so I'm I trying know. to... A firestone. Um, is, isn't there one that's like. Uh, but see, you can't really answer me. And I'll finish. Like Nine Tails or something? Isn't that a Pokemon? Is that your guess? Well, is, but, well, I don't want it to be if it's literally not a real Pokemon that, and it's just one I made up. It is a Pokemon. It is? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's my guess. Yes! But nice! Wow, he snuck that out in the end. <laughs> well, when I knew I was when you said I was close with um Volpex or whatever, I was like, okay. But I was already thinking of those kind of things and so much of what you said and I thought too that cuz a lot of the dog pokemon have weird evolutionary things. Mhm. So, well, Volpex evolves into Ninetales. That's why you're close. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's too, yeah. The only way to add a Ninetales to your Pokemon team is to carefully raise a Vulpix and then use a Firestone to evolve it. 
Ninetales is a very smart Pokemon that likes plotting revenge against its enemies. If you grab one of its tails, Ninetales might put a thousand-year curse on you. Okay. Wow. Yeah, the idea of lore, too, made me think something like that. Mm. Yeah. Wow, okay, so I got one. So far, I got Not one. Bad. It was on Not my bad. third, but that's okay. I got one. Okay. One for one, yeah. What's next? What's next? Hit me. I'm ready. I'm stoked. I got All right. This. You don't want to mess with this big-eyed Pokemon. When it gets angry, it sucks in air and inflates. Um, at super size, it can scare off even the meanest enemies. How do you explain that to mom and dad? Excuse me? Okay. Um. J Jigglypuff? No? Can I get a letter, maybe? First letter? Yeah. Alright. W. Wigglytuff? Yep. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even want to say you were close, because I knew you were going to get it. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I'm so glad I asked for a letter. Yeah. yeah the type would have been normal. Like, oh, it would have been normal? Isn't it normal fairy? fairy? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, it says... On here, it just says type balloon <laughs> Oh god. A nor element normal. So. Yeah, I remember that. I think it said I think they were balloon on the card. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I figured then. that would be easy with the sucking in air and everything. But, uh. Yeah, that is what did it actually. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well then, look at me go. I'm 2 for 2. Okay. Unreal. Let me make this a 100% success rate. Yeah, you might. We're both doing pretty well here. Yeah, we are. Uh, okay. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was born ready. Okay, okay, let's do it. This Pokemon can't move very well, but it doesn't have to move with attacks like Poison Powder or Stun Spore. The liquid that oozes out of its mouth isn't drool. It's a nectar this Pokemon uses to get the enemy to come closer. When it feels as if it's in danger, it starts to smell bad. Okay. Is that it? Yep. Okay. So, you know that episode... And now I'm nervous, though, because of something you said at the end, but I'm going to go with it. So, you know that episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire where he uses his lifeline just to call his father and say that he's going to be a millionaire? Yep. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. Okay. I'm so sure that I know this. Alright. This Pokemon is a Gloom. Yes! Yeah, it is! <laughs> oh, yeah. Unreal. Like most grass Pokemon, Gloom can't move very well, but it doesn't have to move. It attacks like Poison Powder and Stun Spore. The liquid that oozes out of its mouth isn't drool. It's a nectar that Gloom uses to get its enemy to come closer. When Gloom feels as if it's in danger, it starts to smell bad. Yeah. So Very nicely I've, done. I've just evolved several Gloom. Uh -huh. Yeah. That helps you. Yeah. It helped me big time. I knew their attacks. I knew... Um, well, I immediately thought of the stuff oozing from its mouth. Yep. So, yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Three nice. for three. On my first one, too. <laughs> yep. 
So, yeah, I did. We're both perfect today okay, so yeah, far. it's a perfect day for both of us. Now I can't mess this up. Oh, man. No, you can't. You know how much pressure is on you? So this might help. How much? I accidentally deleted one. Oh, no. Which is crazy. So I only have two this week. Okay. So. My mom or your dad will be upset. Yeah. It'll be your mom, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. I suck. Well, literally what happened was I was trying to cut the um, silence off at the beginning, like the part where there's nothing being read. Mm-hmm. Um, like where there's being nothing said um, yeah. at the beginning. And I have a program. Oh, this is stupid. This might not stay in the show. But um, I recorded on my phone, using my phone. And that program, I, um, I sometimes I do a little bit of editing in there before I send it to Drive so I can move it to my computer to do real editing. And... Yeah. Uh, I highlight a section, but when I do that on the computer, I'm working with that section. When I do it on the phone, I'm omitting that section. Okay. So I wound up deleting it instead of the beginning. I kept the beginning. It was just silence. So that's what happened. No, no. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for your first Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, what I get out of this dude is something that's grown two mustaches. One from north to south and one from east to west. Um, His eyeballs are definitely wrong. Yeah, definitely wrong. His beard's kind of messed up. Goes on different angles. (laughs) What the heck? Okay. What the heck? (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, do you want to hear it again? Do you just want to guess and hope for the best? Uh, sure, I'll I'll hear it another time. Let's okay. <laughs> okay, what I get out of this dude is something that's grown two mustaches. One from north to south and one from east to west. Um, his eyeballs are definitely wrong. Yeah, definitely wrong. His beard's kind of messed up. Goes on different angles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a get. I what? I mean, when you find out, it's it's so crazy. It makes sense. Oh no, 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 no. I should I should know that coming from your dad. It wouldn't make no. Um, it does, will not make sense. <laughs> okay. Um. Eradicate. Um. No. I was just thinking it's got whiskers and furry and I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. No, you're you're gonna. This is if that's where you're starting from. Good luck. Um. So, what would you like for a hint? I'm assuming you want a hint, unless you're yeah, so confident. Yeah. No, oh no. Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> taking a hint on this. Um. Give me a first letter. Oh gosh. O. O. <laughs> One starts with O. 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 <laughs> um. Like there's not. There can't be many, right? Like, none that you would ever think of. Well, I can think of, like, one. Okay. But I doubt, I doubt that's it. Is this a rock so Pokemon? do you want to hear it again? Um, well, I'll just guess this, because, and then I'll hear it. Uh, okay. This is the only O I can think of. Um, Onyx. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay, do you want to type and then hear it? Or do you want to hear it and then a type? Uh, type and then hear it. Apparently, Water Rock. I would have just said water, but okay. water rock. Okay, okay. 
Okay, what I get out of this dude is something that's grown two mustaches. One from north to south and one from east to west. Um, his eyeballs are definitely wrong. Yeah, definitely wrong. His beard's kind of messed up. Goes on different angles. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. If I had to do the thing where I highlight the most important parts... Yeah. There wouldn't be any. That <laughs> <laughs> <Not> bad, huh? <sighs> um. Hmm. Well, I got two guesses now. Mm -hmm. But I only have one guess left. Yes. <laughs> oh, which one is it? Can I hear the hint one more time? Yeah. Okay, what I get out of this dude is something that's grown two mustaches. One from north to south and one from east to west. Um, his eyeballs are definitely wrong. Yeah, definitely wrong. His beard's kind of messed up. Goes on different angles. <laughs> oh, man, what? Which one is it? It's either Almanite or Star. Right? It's got to be one of those two. Well, you got to pick, I guess. I <sighs> I can't be persuading you. Amistar? <laughs> How in the name of hell did you make it to Amistar from that? <laughs> You're right. I had a 50-50 shot, really. You're I right. feel no, like it was a 50-50 shot. Not starting from the beginning, you oh, didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, holy crap. Like, not a word about the spikes. No. Or his weird mouth. <laughs> only the O and the water type. I was like, the only water types that start with an O. I can think of Omanyte Avastar. It's got to be one yeah. of those. I would not have gotten it otherwise. Oh, I know. <laughs> the hints gave it to me for sure. That's, that's, that, yeah, okay. That's unreal. Oh, no, not Here this. Here we go. Again. Are you uh, ready? No. No? Yes? No? Okay. Yeah, I'm at a loss. I'd have to say, caveman wearing a mask. Uh, that's all I got for him, and he definitely, for a caveman, he's pretty, got quite the punch on him, yeah. Okay, I got nothing else. Uh, Fred Flintstone creature, I guess? Okay, that's all I got for him. Okay. Kiwo? <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought you might just do that. Nice. Yeah, no freaking doubt. Okay. What, Marowak awesome. would have been my next guess. Marowak? <laughs> would have been my next one. Yeah. yeah, we did Marowak as a backwards Pokemon. Yeah. I think already, yeah. Nice. Okay, wow, very nice. So that we had a 100% round. We were both perfect today. Yeah, nice. no freaking doubt. I am I am surprised. Yeah. Frankly. I barely got a couple of those, but I got through. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh. All right, then. Well, I don't know. I don't think I'm emotionally stable to take any more of this podcasting business right now. Um, that, w that was pretty freaking intense. Maybe in um, a week you'll be able to do another one. Yeah, maybe in a week I'll be good to go again. We'll see. We'll see. Just, you know, call me then. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, in the meantime, you can find me personally on Twitter at OffTheLP. Um, and you can follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at GottaCatchPod. You can also email us at GottaCatchPodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can go ahead and email us any questions, comments, suggestions. Um, tell let us, us about your day. Know any, yeah, tell us about your day. Let us know any suggestions <laughs> you have. Leave us a drunken voicemail at like 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, telling us about your ex. You know, whatever, you know, it's up to you. Call There's us. There's no though. guarantee or you email would uh, us. reply to that. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what I just said. Did I say leave us a drunken voicemail? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. What am I talking about? I've lost my mind. Um, I think that happened long know, ago. I, I'm, if I'm this crazy, I'm going to violate the most important rule of all, and that's don't forget to change your underwear every single day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good lord, man. What's wrong with me? Okay. Now, Professor Birch and I have something to give both of you. Awesome. A new Pokédex. Gotta watch them again is a rewatch type podcast. It is hosted by Paul, Johnson, Spencer, McKinnon, and other guests. This particular podcast can be found on Facebook and on Twitter at GottaCatchPod. You can email this podcast at GottaCatchPodcast at gmail.com. One of the best ways to capture this type of podcast is to leave a five-star review on iTunes. This type of podcast appreciates you listening. Alright, welcome to episode 4 of Gotta Catch Him Again, a Pokemon Rewatch podcast where some grown-ass people sit around to break the- Nope, I just want to try that again. Welcome to episode 4 of Gotta Catch Him Again, a Pokemon Rewatch podcast. Why some have none here and not other- and a bunch of the others are vice versa. Okay, yeah, no, I have no idea. That's really weird. But anyway, moving on. He's good against yeah. grass. Give me one second. Give me one second. Somebody's at my door now. <laughs> Give me one second.